for two different generations of professional wrestling fans to discuss a definitive list of matches that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has given five stars or higher. And we are returning to a match that we've only just covered once before already, two episodes ago. It's the rematch of the warring factions of all Japan between Jumbo's Army and the Super Generation Army. And it is Mitsuhara Masawa, Toshiaki Kawada and Kent Kabashi Versus Jumbo Suruta, Masanobu Fushi, and Akira Tawai 2. And it's April 1991. So this one is a sequel, and my god is it bigger. This is an epic match we've got on our hands. The match times out at... 51 minutes and 32 seconds. Yeah, I, I think they say 52 on the actual graphic at the end, don't they? They, they give it a 52 minutes. No, 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 I wrote it from the graphic. It's 51-32. Ah, okay. Sorry, I might be misremembering. match times. Because, it, it again, because in Japan they treat it more as a sport. Match times and that have significance. And actually they will announce every 10 minutes, like 10 minutes have passed or whatever. And you can tell like a minute and a half towards before the end. The crowd's going crazy because they're hearing the 50-minute mark, so they know this might go the whole one-hour time limit draw. Yeah. Um, so, Simon, did it feel like a match that justified its length? Yeah. Um, first things first, like, shout-out to all six men in terms of, like, purely cardio, because they... Well, they keep, all got uh, their rest periods. In fact. They all got, obviously, yeah, it's a tag but match, then, it's a bit you different. you worry that maybe the adrenaline could run out if you're just standing there doing nothing. Yeah, but they managed to keep... They can pick it up at any moment, either of the guys. No one seems lost from an athletic standpoint, you know what I mean? They all belong there. Mm. I just thought I'd make that point. You're right, obviously, on the six-man tag, it's a little bit different. Not like some of the marathon... Uh, flare shout outs we've had for cardio but you know good effort on all guys it's just as an athletic front i stand by that point yeah yeah um it starts as the previous one meant to go on as tawei and kawada still don't like each other they do not <laughs> tawei slaps kawada from the apron um but because it's originally kabashi and tawei and this like we said before it's a consistent one person being isolated and targeted by the other team. Kabashi's the first one that gets it. Um, Kawada gets it. Tawei gets it. Then Kabashi gets it again. And there's a real, like, it's not even that it's like a, a three-act structure. It's like multiple chapters of one long story. Yeah. Um, the key rivalries are there. Kawada and Ta- Tawei and Misawa and Suruta. Um, and, and that develops further throughout because, like um, in the previous time we've covered this, I'm drawn. I, my eye was drawn to Kawada's development because he um, he gets absolutely hurt, like attacked on the outside. He get takes that pile driver, then he takes the double team pile yeah, driver. Yeah, he takes a spike pile driver when they tar- target him. Um, yeah, and then when he's just frothing at the bit, and then he finally gets his chance to take on um, Tawei again, he loses his mind. But there are but there are interesting dynamics across the board, really, and I think a great little 
sequence. I don't think we need to really follow because this goes all over the place. So I think we can kind of touch on what we like as we go along. Yeah. We'll, um, and we'll about the halfway point, and about the halfway point, Kawada gets goes to it with Saruta, and Kawada gets the upper hand for the most part. And Saruta, like, I'm just, yeah, I got, I got this. Here we go. Uh, Kawada kicks to Jumbo. Jumbo, fuck your spin kick. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He goes for it, and then Jumbo just catches, like, the leg. And then rather than just, like, trip, like you see sometimes, he just literally spikes him into the ground like he's trying to drive a temp leg in. Um, And then uh, Kawada gets him in a Fujiwara. Now, this is what was awesome. The, the, The standoffs with the submission holds... Yeah. Very often when someone will get some, like in this point, Kawada gets some submission hold. He gets a Fujiwara armbar on um on Saruta. And it's not even that Kabashi and Masawa are fighting Fushi and Tawe. They're, they're just, just staring standing at him. Like daring them to get involved. And they're like surrounding the submission hold. And the ref's kind of concentrating on looking for the submission whilst everything else is going on around them. And I like that, that, that that sense of them trying to work as a collaborative team and helping the other one out as it goes along. But yeah, when Kawada just lays into um, Saruta, and when Saruta's finally able to tag out to Tawe, he really sells the effects of what he's taken. Like, he's surprised at how much Kawada took out of him. And he takes a while to just get onto the apron. He has to sort of recollect himself. himself. Yes. Yeah. Um... So, I will say, in terms of cutoffs, one of my favourite cutoffs is by Jumbo far later in the match. Mm. Um, when <clears throat> uh, Tawe locks in, I've I've got it down as a torture rack, but it's like sort of an over the shoulder sort yeah, of like, like yeah, submission. It's a back break. It was it was one of Jesse yeah. Ventura's moves that he loved. To yeah, play. yeah. Um, Fuchi like is obviously like monitoring around. I think he cuts off um, Kobayashi getting into the ring to break it up. Um, and then Kawada goes in to try and intercept. And then Jumbo just stands there like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Literally. Just just by standing there, it's like, come at me. And it's just such a Jumbo thing to do. I got So it seems like the key to the story, especially the, the key to the stories are what, what each person brings to the team. Tawe has inexperience, but he's he's a hard, he's got size on his, uh, for his advantage in that. As yeah. Saruta. Saruta has the experience. Fushi's smaller, but he's got the more, like I said, he's more technical and he's a shithouse. Yeah, I used that term the first <laughs> time round, and he amplifies his shithousery by about a factor of 10 in this match. Yeah. I hated him. I actually hated and him. And you know who else hated him after a while? Kawada. Because oh, there's Kawada. a moment where Kawada has Tawe in a half crab. Fushi comes in to break it up, and Kawada just let just flips him off. Yeah, he just gives him I the middle that. finger. Kawada <laughs> flips him off. Fushi is affronted. Yeah. Oh, just Kawada. I'd, I'm just falling more and more in love with Kawada the more and more we watch of him. Like that moment when he flipped him off, the crowd have gone from "Oh, this is nice and respectful, for we like both sides" to "Ooh." It's interesting. In the previous match, it seemed like the crowd was more behind Saruta's army, but in this one, they do seem to be more on the Super Generation Army's side of Masawa, Kabashi, and Kawada. It seems like they get the louder cheers and Saruta gets the louder boos. And you hear the commentators occasionally say "boo." So they're noting what the what the crowd yeah, are reacting to. They are to. really like emotive into it. And we get to see as one of the commentators, it's our boy Baba. 
Yes, but in a, a very nice Mister Rogers cardigan. Yes, it's a very nice cardigan. Although I think he's only in like the first five or so minutes. You don't really hear him after that. No. So maybe he's just asked about what he's thought of the event so far or something like that. But yeah, he's got a very distinct. Well, he's got that giant voice, hasn't he? That like Andre and Carly and all them lots. And just that giant head of his as well. He's mm. just. You forget what a pre- like a physical specimen he is. Even when like he is dressed as Mister Rogers, yeah. he still looks like he could hurt you. But anyway, the key to the relationships as well in the, in the in the babyface team, let's put it that way, is that Kabashi's the most inexperienced, and therefore the closest thing to a weak link in the team. But sort of the fastest. Yes, and the one, like I said, the one that will do the most different kind of moves. And he's also like he takes a he does a rocket launcher. From the top rope to the outside, from Masao, Masawa sends him into. Um, yeah. I think it's Taue on the outside. And... I think it's Taue. Yeah, it's Taue. So yeah, yeah. Kabashi's the. Because it's just after that bit where uh, they go and cut off, try and cut off everyone when they're working on Taue, mm. uh, and Kobayashi's, Kabashi's like just staring out at uh, Taue's team, and Masawa just runs into the ring and just runs the full length of the ring again, just a baseball slide drop kick uh, Taue out of the ring. Mm. So it's like, oh, you're going to try and cut off our cut off? Well, he's not going to be in the ring anymore then. Yeah. And Kabashi does that again. I think it's a spot that he'd done in the previous match as well that he has someone in the crab hold. Jumbo comes in to stop it, and Kabashi preempts his stoppage yeah. by just clobbering him with the clothesline. Uh, but yeah, Kabashi's the inexperienced one. Kawada's the hot-headed one. Like, Kawada yeah. gets himself in trouble at various points because he's just too, like, determined. Like, he wants he's to get in there. Terrier. And, yeah, he wants to get in there and fight uh, Taue, but Taue's able to weather the storm and hit him with a DDT that sets up the period where they're working over Kawada and they hit those two pile drives on the outside. Um, but then when Kawada does get in, he's just having none of it still. And like I said, he, that, that exchange with Saruta, I think, was a great moment. for That was a great spot for him in the match. Um, but yeah, um, it, it seems like... The, and obviously the third member of the team, sorry, um, to sort of... Well, oh, Masawa's the, the captain. Point. Masawa, yeah. yeah, just the captain, leader, um, just best technically. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's the strong point of their team, just as Saruta's the strong point of the, the There's other There's a great team. moment towards the end of the match where um, Kabashi's sort of in like a, a prolonged period of peril where the camera pans to Kawada and Misawa in the corner and you can just tell Misawa is just trying to like calm Kawada down <laughs> just like a, there's a tactical plan stick to the plan and Kawada's just staring straight at the other side of the ring like going I want to fuck all of you up how <laughs> uh, good that you added it up to that yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's interesting how submissions are usually broken up, but then when it seems like there's a big opportunity, then it seems like, no, he might actually win from this hold. So then they'll come out and try and stop them, uh, hold the other team off. Um, yeah, Masawa, again, Masawa's kind of like, he just comes in and he, you know, he's got that great agility, he does a great flying forearm and a German suplex on Tfushi. It's German, is yeah. Yeah, he's got a great bridge. He's never bridged on like his tiptoes usually, but he's got a good sort of found. They all know how to suplex in Japan. They just do. They make them work their necks to the, you know, to an insane. Until dust. They need to. Although again, the head dropping's not at the the maximum impact that it will be later on in the in these sort of matches that we get. Um, yeah. So what was I gonna say? So they're they're like let's say there are heat segments. Tawa is the one that takes the most punishment from the baby faces from from yes. and them lot. They don't really get that much on Fushi, and they don't really get anything on Saruta, at least as far as like 
targeting Saruta. Tower no, except from that period, Kawada does assault his arm. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, yeah, but it's not like... All no three no of them prolonged tag- period. Yeah, no, no, that's like a like, snapshot. Not three of them tagging in and out all the time yeah. and, and focusing on one, which is what happens to Kawada and happens to Kabashi twice. The second yeah. time they target the knee... And it's it's goes on for a long heat like the two the Tawe heat segments and the Kabashi knee segment seem to go on the longest out of all of them. Yeah, and they um, the really Kibashi, go on that knee. Yeah, the Kabashi knee segment that's it puts a lot of pressure on the most inexperienced member like in the ring because he's got to like makes that makes or breaks the match really because if he doesn't sell as well as he does. You know, you could lose that sense of disbelief, but he sells that like it's turned to powder. Yeah, although he doesn't do it like the Ricky Steamboat limping so much or anything like that. But he definitely does like pain. Like there's moments where you see he almost looks like he's in tears with how much damage he's taken. There's one shot in particular when he's on the mat that he looks like in so much pain. Um, But I just, but like he's, that's after they've had Tawai in so much trouble for so long. And it looks like they might be able to finish him off. And then, Kabashi gets him up for a suplex, and Fushi just fucks his knee up with a drop. Like kick. he goes in with a stiff kick. I'm telling you, like his shit houseery knows no bounds. Like he's a dick. I hate <laughs> him. I actually hate him. I think maybe it is because he's the smallest one, so he feels like he has to maybe be the most ruthless. But he's like I said I, at the start. I, my note was he seemed to be the one that was more technically focused. But yeah. Then he just was like, "Nah, fuck it. We're gonna, we're gonna beat you up." <laughs> and it's the length, it's the multitude of moves that land on Kabashi's knee after that point. Um, when uh, Tawe gets tagged in and he hits a flying elbow off the top rope onto the knee, I'm just like, "That's over." Like, you yeah. just, you just hate that man. I love this one point, but just before he get, um, just before he gets uh, his knee gets taken out, uh, Kabashi has the octopus hold on him. And Jumbo comes in from behind, and it literally seems to become a pantomime because the crowd is just. I imagine a lot of the crowd just go behind oh. you, behind you. Because Jumbo does his charge up thing again. He hasn't run the length of the ring, but that axe handle, he like he gets right back to the crest of his swing, and then lands it square in his like back. So it's interesting. Kabashi at the early on in the match has a great like Robert Gibson period of him just being a house on fire and taking out all three of the guys. Which, again, is not something that you saw usually. It seemed like the tag team matches were a bit more... I don't know. The Japanese... This one seems to me the most like an American style of, of match. In that, like, when Kabashi's reaching for a tag, it is like a Ricky Morton situation. They're trying to hold him off as bad as, as much as possible. And they're pulling him by the trunks, and the ref even gets all Tommy Young, and he's like, get your hands off those trunks! Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, oh, yeah, also, Fushi drops his knee onto a chair at one point. Yeah, yeah it's really like... That one's the... The first, the best knee breaker I've gotten down as is the first one to the guardrail, yeah. I think. Because that, that looked pure, just... There was no, like, way he could, like, get out of that move. It just looks like he just did it. Like, ah, oh, we'll work out how you sell it afterwards. So, yeah, the, the, they milk the tension of Kabashi, like, with his arms stretched out for a tag. And then when he finally does tag in Kawada, and the crowd goes ape shit, and he goes after Fushi... And they so they're, they're trading brawls, and then like Fushi's kind of surprised him by fighting back almost, but then Kawada just gets this awesome series of short arm chops, where he's yeah. going by the wrist, chops him down to the floor, picks him back up, chops him down, picks him back up, chops him down. Um, yeah, because he's been gu- he's been gunning for um, mm. 
Fushi for a while. And there's a great bit where he tries to get his own back on um, Tawei. Mm. When he gets him in position for a pile drive outside the ring, and straight away Fushi's there like, no, you know, no, and just like Fushi and Jumbo just. But the whole cutting off people is really interesting because, like I said, like after Kabashi's taken such a beating for so long, you would expect the babyface to be a house of fire and like be knocking everyone out. And like I said, Kawada has that brief period with Fushi, but then when he tags in Masawa, like Fushi gets one up on him. Straight like, away cuts him off again. Yeah, yeah. Sawa goes for like a diving elbow and Fushi slaps him like one. And then Kabashi comes in and Fushi slaps him as well. So it's like the heel actually being able to hold. Again, I know they're not heels, but you know what I mean. I mean, you disagree yeah. with Fushi. But ah, it's just Fushi this sense of house. like two awesome three six man uh, two trios that know how to work together as a unit coming together and fighting. Um there's an awesome exchange between uh, Masao and Jumbo, uh, where Jumbo gets to do a power bomb on on to him, um, and then he hits a back suplex and a top rope clothesline, and then it goes to Masao and Tawai. Oh, you're talking about the bit with the foot on the rope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually thought it was over at that bit. Yeah, and then yeah, and... Masao gets the foot on the rope. I'm like, oh, yeah. And uh, Masawa and Tawei have this great exchange at the end. Then, like, I'm coming to the end. Have you got anything else that you noted that hasn't been covered? Um, no, no. All, apart from all a bit of, I just want to highlight just how much Kawada had that fire in that moment where he got hot. His hands on Fuji that you're saying. Yeah. The actual note just reads Kawada like a buzzsaw. Yeah. Just absolutely murking him. Yeah. So uh, Kabashi. Uh, so yeah. Um, Masawa hits a spin kick. Uh, Tawe responds with a, um, a super kick. Uh, then Tawe I, I starts to like set up for like a charging, like a sumo charge. He puts his fist to the. It's almost like Hacksaw Jim Duggan doing the three point stance for his clothesline. Yeah. Um, but Misawa's able to dodge it and hits the Tiger Driver, which is his big finisher, and that gets a two count because it gets broken up. Um, Mas- uh, Kabashi gets in and does his moonsault. The crowd thinks that might be the finish, and then Fushi breaks it at two. Um, Tawei hits the Dodon uh, on Masawa, but then it all goes chaotic and Kawada hits a lariat to him in the back of the head. Masawa yeah. takes advantage of that, nails his Tiger Suplex. The other four are brawling on the outside and that Tiger Suplex is enough to get the three count. And Masawa's group gets the revenge win back. But what's interesting is they leave and then Jumbo's side kind of... They feel... It's kind of like a team after they've like lost a 4-3 thriller but they kind of know that they the, the crowd has nothing against them or something. Yeah. They have to kind of... Like, they raise they raise their arms in a victory, essentially. It takes them a... Like, and Tawei is selling great at that point because it takes all of Jumbo and all of um, Fushi to get him up onto, like, his feet again. Like, he is ragdolling. So it is a sense of, like, two popular groups going all out, you know, and, and then soaking yeah. up. It's kind of like when um, Edge and Christian lost their ladder match to the Hardy Boys. Yes, yes, and it's exactly the, like that. The crowd cheer them on, and Edge does kind of like a little, I feel it, guys, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's with, like, the round of applause. That's always a, that's a really nice moment, that. So we've been going pretty high praise for this. So I think a lot of people will be wondering, Simon... Are you going to give this match five stars? I am. I am I love too. Yeah. I love, it's possibly, I'd go as far as to say this is the best one we've seen, Ahead I would Flair say. Steamboat, which is the other one you've given five stars to? Yes. 
again, I think I factor historical significance into it as well, so I probably wouldn't go that way. This is just part of an ongoing series of matches rather than being the conclusion of anything. But I definitely think you can make the case that this is the greatest six-man tag team match of all time. Well, we'll hope well, we might get better. We don't know yet. Yeah, they've got another one of these to come, and bloody hell, all Japan know how to do a tag match. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I, I take your point with the historical significance of the Flair Steamboat. Uh, Flair Steamboat, well, I call it five stars. It's, it's it just, incredibly good. The match just kept getting better. That was the thing. Yeah. This drew me in. Like, this is the first time doing this series I actually cared about who won, if that makes sense. Like, I was drawn into that. I was rooting for um, Misawa's team. Like, it it drew me in. I I really wanted Misawa's team to win. So, do you think it helps that you don't know the result of this match? That that was. I try not to. I try Hmm. not to look at the result of this match beforehand because so that, that will help me see it how Dave saw it. So I guess that's Dave a shame in a way that, that, that if people are listening to this and then being given the recommendations, in a way it's a shame that we're going to say this is a great match to watch and we've just explained everything that happened in it. Yeah, we are going to have to put like a big spoiler tag just that mm. we will give the results away. Well, but then we, again, we can that. you spoil something that happened before I was alive? Yeah, and I think I think maybe, I would hope that for a lot of people, if you're going to watch it, maybe you'd watch it along with us as we're going along. I don't know. We'll, we'll get more of a sense as we get more of an audience feedback, hopefully, over the time of the show. So maybe, yeah. maybe you'll want to preemptively say, this is a special one you want. But then again, if these are five-star matches, you know for yourself if you're going to watch it or not. Like, I don't see how our praise for it would be greater than Dave Meltzer's praise for it, no. you know? No, no, no. We're just giving our opinion on, obviously, yeah. what the most revered opinion is, effectively. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, this this whole thing was inspired by a tweet, uh, Twitter thread from a guy called, whose uh, Twitter handle's Alan Cheapshot. And he said that this is arguably the greatest six-man tag match of all time. Uh, before this, if you would have asked me what my favourite six-man tag ever was, I might be compelled to say the Shield against the Wyatt family and the Elimination Chamber. Yep, this is yep, like yep, a yep. conventional six-man tag. And I think maybe, again, I would not be shocked if at the very least like Seth Rollins will have watched these matches and said, and Bray Wyatt and, and the yeah. Harper. And, well, all of them. You know, if they're true lovers of wrestling, which you would think they all I are. I think Shield Evolution as well. Mm. Um, they're really good. Well, I think the good thing about the Shield, about the um, six-man tag, is it allows the multi- the multiple-person tag, is it allows for a pace that can be kept. You like, know. you don't get like, this goes 50 minutes. Single. And when Flair went 50 minutes with Steamboat, there were slower opening passages. Whereas this one yeah. just kicks off with... Tawei slapping Kawada and it doesn't really let up after that. And it also helps that you've got that Tokyo Crackle and Hall rabid fan base anyway that will just go crazy for everything. Like there's shots of the women in the crowd just losing their minds at one point. You know? Well they all are, you know? Um, oh no, the, the crowd the crowd really loves, love every... Um, the only, obviously they even cheer for Fushi which considering he is a massive shithouse um... <laughs> baffles me a little bit but all right more power to you (laughs) so that is my fourth five star and your second i believe i believe that's correct yes Mm. because i went five for flare steamboat two and three of the televised ones yeah and um i also went five stars for saruta masawa ah yes yeah so yeah that's four for me two for you 
So it'll be interesting to see when we do our revised top five and top ten how this will be factoring into it at this point. Mm. Um, but until then, that's a few episodes away. Our next episode, we're still in Japan, but we're going to New Japan for the first time since the 1987. So it's been a five-year gap between NJ New Japan five-star matches, and we're going to maybe one of the greatest, um, maybe the most popular part of 90s New Japan wrestling, where they were ahead of all Japan. It's their junior heavyweight division, as it's the final of the top of the Super Junior tournament, as Jushin Thunder Liger faces his great rival of this period, El Samurai. Really looking forward to this one, because Jushin Liger, just great, great wrestler all round. Um, Interestingly enough... Let me just check. No, we have two Jushin Liger matches. Sweet. And we have two El Samurai matches. So, And also, an interesting note, this is the first match out of Dave Meltzer's five-star matches that takes place after I was born. Actually, this is the only Jushin Liger match we'll get to watch, I think. So, yeah. So we're getting into... So this is... So we've had BS. Now we've got... Uh, before Simon. And now we've got... <laughs> AS. S. Well, whatever Dominique is supposed to mean, anyway. Yeah. But until then, my name's Lorcan Mullen. If you want to get in touch with me, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for whatever A in A-D stands for. And <laughs> Anno. N- yeah. <laughs> Anno. And N for N in Anno. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. That's my, Twitter, that's my Facebook. That's my Instagram. Everything else. If people want to get in touch with you, Simon, how can they do so? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Uh, free standing for uh, the amount of times I just like look looks longingly into uh, Kawada's eyes during this match. I'm just I'm falling in love with that dude. I can't explain it. Three might count for the amount of teeth he's got left on the top half of his mouth as well. See, but even that makes him look more bulldog-like because he's still got his fangs. It's amazing. <laughs> But anyway, until then, thank you for letting us tell you something. My name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Have a five-star time until the next time. Don't let the stars get in your eyes. Don't let the moon break your heart. Love blooms at night, in daylight it dies Don't let the stars get in your eyes Or keep your heart from me, for someday I'll return And you know you're the only one I'll ever love Too many nights Too many nights Too many stars Too many stars Too many moons could change your